So Ric Flair, 16-time heavyweight champion. I think it was 16. I don't know. Long-time professional wrestler. He has um, played fast and loose with his mortality for a long, long time. He's very open about that. If you see the uh, documentary that I think ESPN did, they did a 30 for 30 or, or similar E60 sports documentary. It was great, but you realize that that guy uh, put it all into wrestling and partying and left a wake of destruction behind him. Well, a couple of years ago, we were just waiting for the news story about how he had died. Oh, because yeah. He was You're really, right. He was yeah. really sick. I don't know if he, yeah. would, if he had gotten injured or if it was a... I think he blew out his vocal cords doing fireworks commercials. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a, but he was in a coma, wasn't he? Like yeah, there was, was something. Something was bad with him. Um, he's seventy-four years old now, and he looks like he's ninety-four. And he doesn't look like, great. Yeah, I was gonna say he looked like he was seventy-four since he was forty-four. He was on Theo Vaughn's pod podcast, comedian, former real world star. I was gonna say, base. Uh, by, by the way, before we go any further, where did that guy come from? Because I didn't know who he was until like a month ago, no, and now everywhere. I can't see him. I think you're pretty he's late to everywhere. That party. Theo Vaughn was on Real World Road Rules or The Challenge. And then I mean, he's yeah, been a touring, that, but... successful comedian for a long time. All of a sudden, podcast he's just really everywhere, popular. though. Yeah. Um, yeah Justin, podcast is like seventh most popular. When Justin started, online. he was listening to the Theo Vaughn podcast all the time. Oh, well, that they... was the first time I realized. And I had seen yeah. him do stand-up a few times. but Okay, yeah. It's just um, me, then. I, yeah. But Isn't I... that weird how sometimes you're like, that guy's new, and everybody around he's like, nope. Nope. Yeah, been around I've forever. never seen him nope, doing his still. interviews, and now I see him interviewing everyone all the time. Well, in this case, he's talking to Ric Flair, and Flair likes to get high with his business partner, Michael Tyson. It's funny. I got so high with Mike one night. Mike Tyson? Is that what we're talking about, Mike Tyson? Yeah, with Mike. Yeah. So high. We're partners in, in the cannabis business. Mm -hmm. Got so high with Mike one night in the Hamptons that I went to call the, um, a cannabis coma, right? I mean, I actually thought I died. I said, I said to myself, and they, they brought me back to my room, and I laid there, and I thought, I mean, I wasn't aware of anything. I kept asking people to touch, you know, like you do when you think you've been hurt. Uh -huh. By the way, look at the skin on his arms just hanging over the edge oh, of yeah, the chair. It, apparently, the skin stayed the same while the muscles have gotten smaller. It's, he has some crazy bingo wings. That he is, also is wearing two watches, on <laughs> one on each wrist. <laughs> he is, yeah. One works, and the other one is his Rolex for when he's styling yeah. and profiling. If you're going to be the man, you have to beat yep. the man. Left hand is analog watch. Right hand <laughs> is Apple watch. I can't <laughs> stop looking at that the arm skin. It is and really just hanging there. It was squeezing my hand, but I'd be talking to him, and they wouldn't talk back to me. And I was like, you know, on the delay process, right? Yeah. And I said to myself, I, "Did I die? If I just died, because I feel like I did when I was in my coma, <laughs> but I can think. I don't think I could think when I was in my coma. I mean, that's the way I was talking to myself. Wow. So, and all of a sudden. I mean, everything possible. I, in the room, finally at three o'clock in the morning, I kind of sat up like Linda Blair and went, "I'm alive. I'm back." Yeah. <laughs> I called someone on the phone and said, "Is this really you?" <laughs> That's how screwed up I got. Jesus, in the seventy, in his seventies, <laughs> he's doing that. With Kelly out right now. I don't know who our uh, go-to pothead is. Maitland, are you the go-to pothead? Is a cannabis coma a thing? 
Absolutely. Really? That's why I don't smoke too mo- too have, often. Have you been in a cannabis coma? I feel like I get in one nine times out of like ten. Pretty quickly, huh? Yeah. Wow. I just I don't do it very often, so I prefer gummies or edibles. Yeah. To actually smoking because at least with those I know. A little, I feel like I can a little more control, control it a little bit more. But sometimes like if you're smoking out of a bowl versus a joint versus a pen, like it's different highs each time. Sounds terrible. I feel like that's, that's what happened to me when I was in Amsterdam. Really? It was when I was in college, it was 2001. And I remember we went to a place and we bought brownies and I think we bought like, there was like six of us or something. We bought it. Whether it was two brownies or three brownies, I forget what it was, but we split it up, and the dude at the at the place was like, "No, you here's how much you want. Yeah, you want this much." Popped it in my mouth, ate it. Like a half hour later, I'm like, "Nothing." Yeah. Forty five minutes later, nothing. And at that point, we were thinking, "All right, we we're obviously tourists. We got ripped off. Right. Whatever. Let's get out of here." And it's go. just a normal brownie. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> let's go yeah. have nine. Like let's go let's go eat dinner. So we went to this place, um, this restaurant. And we all sit down at the table, looking at the menus. And that's when it hit me. And I, I remember, I still, I can close my eyes and picture this so clearly. Putting the menu down and looking around. And everybody else was just zombies staring straight ahead, like drool coming out like, of our mouth. Like you're all on the same metabolic rate. <laughs> and it, like we all shared that knowing glance of, oh, <laughs> Oh, this hit us, and we all started, we just started cracking up. Well, I <laughs> couldn't stop laughing, not even enough to order food, so I just didn't eat food at dinner mm-hmm. and just laughed through dinner until I was asked to leave the restaurant by somebody who worked there. Mm-hmm. So we get back to our hostel, and I just, I lay down, and I passed out. And then it was three or four times I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, uh, what, am I am I alive? Where am I? What's going on? And it was like six hours later that, it, that finally I sat up in bed and I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. all right, I think I'm 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 getting there. I'm somewhat back to normal." Well, I, re- was- I remember that story a few years ago. It was a a cop in or around Detroit mm-hmm. and his wife, and they ate pot brownies and they called nine one one, and they're like, "I think I'm dead." Or I think, I'm, I'm, I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. Think I'm What's dead. the Red Wing score? <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. Yeah, I'm that, dead. that was their way Send to try help. to prove if they were alive was they could look at the TV and see the Red Wing score. Yeah. Uh, this text: I saw Ric Flair in the pit area of the Indy race in Nashville this past weekend. His skin is super saggy now, and the world's biggest turkey neck goes around with him. I believe that. I believe it. Probably yeah. true. I'm sure that happens with a lot of those guys. We just don't notice it because most of them die at 40 yeah. or 50. Um, but when a guy is that big and then loses all the muscle tone and everything, yeah, the skin's got to go somewhere and I guess it's toward the ground. Stop wearing short sleeves though. Yeah. Yeah. Bust out that long sleeve you used to wear in the four horsemen, my man. Maybe some kind of a compression sleeve there, friend. (laughs)